With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Barkoff has just scored for the Florida Panthers. So game one of the NHL's East final is now tied at one with four minutes left in the second period. I once again picked Florida to win the series. I picked them to beat Boston. Me and like three people in all of North America. I picked them to beat the Leafs, and I'm picking them to win this series as well. I'm riding the Panthers, baby. Yankees lead the Blue Jays 4-2. That is in the top of the ninth as my good buddy Rob Brown hops on the show. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm doing good, Reed. How are you? Good. Thanks for still working, even though I said we'd give you a break (laughs) after Sunday. Well, you said you were paying me, right? Did I hear that? Anyway, Rob, good game going on between Florida and Carolina. (laughs) Uh, It is, although I've been flipping back and forth between that game and the Blue Jay game. Uh, Honestly, I I didn't think Florida would beat Boston. I predicted or I made some bets and picked Florida over Toronto, though I I still wanted Toronto to win. And this one I thought was a toss-up, Florida and Carolina. I am shocked at how good Carolina is considering they're missing three of their best offensive weapons up front, yet they just find ways to to play the proper way. And uh, it's a close series, and it's kind of neat this year. As much as we all wish the others were playing, it's kind of cool that we're going to have a different or an unusual Stanley Cup champion here in a few weeks time vegas the farthest north of the cities involved <laughs> in the final four uh, brandon escott and i were talking about that yesterday so i actually looked up the what would be the latitude of each city and vegas is like half a degree further north than uh, raleigh north carolina so yeah different look but th- i mean that's why they put the teams in the league right so uh they, they, they got an equal chance with everybody else uh, i got to tell you something here quickly before we talk about some other nhl and Oilers stuff um, tomorrow, I'm, I'm taking the day off tomorrow, so Dave Campbell's going to host the show. But before I hopped on tonight, I taped an interview with Joe Aginla. So that's Jerome's son. And I, I know you saw it, Rob. He got drafted by the Oil Kings last mm-hmm. week in the prospects draft. So I'm going to give everybody a little tease here. So I said to Joe, like he said, he said something like about being really excited to be drafted by the Oil Kings. And I said, okay, well, like how come? What's so special about the Oil Kings? And he says, I'm glad it wasn't one of the teams in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Now, having said that, that, you know, they're they're, because when you played in the dub, there, there weren't any of the big city teams, right? There wasn't the Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Vancouver, right? No, no, there, there certainly wasn't. Uh, I was in Kamloops. I was very fortunate. I went to Kamloops in a fantastic hockey city, but you didn't have Vancouver. You didn't have Edmonton. You didn't have Calgary. You'd, uh, Winnipeg was in it, but they were only in it for a year, and then the following year they were gone. It was just uh, small uh, western cities that uh, loved and supported their junior hockey teams. And uh, it, It's funny. Now there's a lot of players. It's, uh, I heard that Prince Albert was asking players if 
they, these players, if we drafted you, will you come to Prince Albert? I mean, when I played, you went where you were your draft. I mean, there was no thought of going anywhere else. I mean, if someone wanted you, you wanted to go there. And I think some people forget how incredibly cool it is going to a, a city that uh, that's all there is, where when you go to this city, it's, it's all about you. Uh, Prince Albert, it's about the Prince Albert Raiders. Swift Current, it's about the Swift Current Bronco. I mean, this this is all anybody talks about in these little towns. And when I went to Kamloops, it was it was so cool because we were uh, the, the big kids on campus. I mean, we were the main show, and it was kind of neat where the entire city knew and loved you. So I know that some players nowadays they think, oh, we got to go to a big city. I think you're missing out on the the, the really cool aspect of being in a city where you are the show in town and the, the people there uh, will support you and love you like you'll never be loved again. Florida just scored again to go up 2-1. I, I thought it was, you know, Joe. Joe's 14. I mean, he spoke his mind. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. And I'm sure wherever he went, he would. But that's the interesting uh, thing about junior hockey. I mean, in the WHL, you have some of the big cities, and then I guess the smaller cities, you know, the PAs and Moose Jaws mm-hmm. in the world. And I, I remember when I, I don't know if I've ever told this story. As you know, I covered the AJHL for seven years. And uh, the, the Bonneville had a coach named Jeff Pister who was there a few years and did a pretty good job turning the team around. And he was Latestu's coach, right, Rob? Mm-hmm. And I remember Jeff, and now they don't draft in the AJ. They have to recruit. It's all yeah. recruiting. And, and he said, he goes like, I got to work so hard and he goes, Reed, you have no idea what a big deal it is that a Boston pizza opened here. Like, at least I can tell the kids. That, I mean, he was, he was being serious, though, right? Like, parents might 100%. be like, well, where are you going to go out to eat? Like, where are you going to go? Like, I, I found that a really interesting and very honest comment. Well, it, it's funny. When when I first went with to Kamloops, I wasn't uh, – back then there was actually a draft when I was drafted. Most players back when I played, there weren't drafts. So guys actually just got listed. But I remember when I went to Kamloops with my father – we flew in and just to see the town oh they had a bay okay that's pretty cool they have a bay we have one of those back home they had a boston pizza so it was you there was when you're a young kid you want to see something that you recognize so yes when when you go to a prince albert a swift current a saskatoon a regina uh prince george uh, you want to see something that makes you excited about being there uh, but I, I think a lot of the parents and the kids miss out on when you go to Edmonton, you get lost at Edmonton. I mean, it, it's a great place to play. No, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of other things going on. I mean, there's the others, there's the, the the Elks. There's, I mean, it's a big city. But when you go to Swift Current, you are a star. Everybody knows your name when you go to school, when you go to the store, when you go to, you know, for a milkshake at the local milkshake place. When you walk in there, they know you. So. Uh, true hockey players go where they're where they're called, and that's where there's a lot of fans. And when you go back to the Oilers now, a lot of fans have talked about over the last couple of years. And you and I have heard the thing: well, Connor's going to want out, Leon's going to want to go out. The thing that I love about Connor and Leon, they want to go where they were they were supposed to go. And they want to go and find a championship in this city. And Edmonton isn't New York; it isn't L.A., but it's a hockey town. And this town loves them, and they want to build a championship team here. And I think a lot of these junior players, when they get to these little cities, they realize, you know, I'm pretty lucky to be here, and I'm going to be part of this community. And I think that's what's cool about junior hockey. Yeah. Rob Brown joining us at Inside Sports. I, I don't know how much of the exit interviews you, you watch, Rob, um, but man, oh, man, uh, 
so Tuesday it was Connor and Leon, Hyman and Ekholm, Kane and Skinner, and then Woodcroft and Holland talked yesterday. I mean, they they looked dejected. Like, and, mm-hmm. and then Holland used the word devastated several times yesterday. And I was just telling a story before you came on that I did an interview on Calgary Radio on Monday, and I said I think this is one of the most disappointing seasons ever for the Oilers in 49 years. I'm not saying it's the most, but I'd put it on the top five relative to the, to the expectations. And I was joking around that a guy was making fun of me on social media, but but it's if you compare it to the expectations and how they play, look, you and I did several seasons where they finished what last bottom three, Mm -hmm. but you knew those teams weren't going to like a good season would have been 24th and they finished 28 big deal. That's not disappointing. This, this was different though. Like this one really stung, stung deep. I I 100% agree. Um, in all honesty, is there anything different between 23rd and 32nd? Right. Really, there isn't. I mean, you're you know you're not making the playoffs, and so the the hurt is like, yeah, okay, we were eight places worse, but we're just worse than a bad team. I mean, it's like we were going to be a bad team. The expectation. This is the one thing I talked about a lot during about halfway through the season. The expectation that or the dressing was a Stanley Cup. They weren't trying to, to make the playoffs. They weren't trying to win their conference or win their division. They had a belief that they were the best team in the NHL and they were going to win the Stanley Cup. And when it didn't come to fruition, they were, like, A, shocked, I think, first. And then, I, I, I love the word, devastated. And you saw it in Leon's interview after they, they lost that night. Like, choked up in tears. I think, A, because they believed they could win. And then also, they saw the path. I mean, with the defending champions out, the best team in hockey setting records, the Boston Bruins, out. So all of a sudden you're like, okay, there's two of the huge hills that we have to climb. Someone's already climbed those hills for us. So, like, there's two less big number, big names that we have to get through. So, yeah, it was – they were like – there was – most teams go hoping to win a Stanley Cup. There's There's a select few that go expecting to win a Stanley Cup. And I know there's been a couple articles that have been written. The Edmonton Oilers and the Boston Bruins will be the two most disappointed teams this year because they expected to win the Stanley Cup, both those teams. So that's why I agree that this is one of the most disappointing seasons in, in Oilers history because the expectation was, to, and, and Connor said it and Leon said it, this is Stanley Cup or bust. And unfortunately, this year for the Oilers, it was bust. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's so interesting talking about that, right? Because in Seattle, they could have a parade, a parade for the Kraken, and no one in Seattle would bat an eye. I mean, the rest of the league might be like, okay, seriously? But, <laughs> you, you know, they, 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 I mean, second round, game seven of the second round, only lost by a goal to Dallas. I mean, wow, it, it, incredible. So it, it just shows you it's so much of what you do is is compared or is, you know, mentioned in the context of, uh, of the expectations. And, and, you know, Holland... I mean, Holland gave us a great soundbite yesterday where he said, I, I don't invest in green bananas. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, he's, uh, I mean, you know, he's, uh, he can see 70 years of age from where he is, uh, you know, and where he is in his life and his, his career. So, I, I, you'll wonder, right? I know there's all the Steve Stales rumors, but he's, Holland said he plans on being the GM for the final year of his contract. But, you wonder, right, what what his approach is going to be, uh, what steps he make, how big he goes. Maybe not in the summer, but towards next year's deadline to to strengthen the roster for another run. 
Well, I, I had 100% certainty in my mind that he was going to be back. He has unfinished business. Uh, he came here to win a Stanley Cup. He's got the pieces in place. Uh, he's as devastated as the players are. So I expected him to be back. Um, no one's going to give up this job to move up or out when they're that close. I do believe the Oilers are close. The Oilers had a good enough team this year to win the Stanley Cup. They did. Uh, they did not get the bounces or the breaks or the saves to put them where they wanted to be. But I do believe, even though they went further last year, I do believe this year's team was better. I think if this year's team played last year's team, this year's team would win the series every single time. So they are getting closer. And it's hard to hear as a fan because your expectations and hopes uh, were dashed and they didn't come to fruition either. But they are close. So I don't see a whole lot of big moves by Ken Holland in the summer. I think next deadline, you will see him adding and tweaking again. But this Oiler team is a perennial playoff team now. And Ken Holland said it a few years ago, if you keep making it every year, you're giving yourself a chance. And we're seeing in the playoffs this year uh, that if you get in the playoffs, you have an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. And the Oilers are going to continue to give themselves that chance. They just need to find that magical run. And uh, I, I do believe they have the pieces in place to do that. There's things they've learned this year. Skinner will be a better goalie next year in the playoffs than he was this year, simply from experience. And the Oilers will have a better team as the team as the year goes on. But having said that, there will be a lot of other teams in the NHL that will be better as well. That's why the Stanley Cup's so hard to win. Yeah, well, and that's what makes it so fun. And look at Vegas out of the playoffs last year and uh, a number one seed now in the Western It was interesting, Rob. We do our picks on Stoffer's show. And I, we, I always remind everybody, hey, like they're picks. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's fun. But I was the only one that picked Vegas. I was a little surprised. No, so it's me, Mooner, Jack, Bob, and Escott. And I was like, no one else, because I picked Winnipeg, and then I picked Edmonton, and I thought, I'm not picking against Vegas again. That's stupid. And nobody else picked them. <laughs> the, 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 team, the team that won the conference, and they did it with five different goalies this year. They did it with all of their best players at times being hurt. Their best all-round players, Stone, had back surgery during the season and missed a month and a bit. They're good. They have a really good team. They're an experienced team. I think we saw that in the playoffs. Nothing rattles them. I mean, the first five games, they fell behind within the first seven minutes of the hockey game. Right. <laughs> it didn't rattle them. So they're good. Uh, to me, they got a great opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. And, and you know, obviously, as an Oilers fan, you, you're upset with the Vegas Gold Knights, but there's a lot of things to love about the Vegas Gold Knights. I love the fact that in the final game, Marcia So, Carlson, and Riley, three of the originals, they were aligned right from day one with Vegas. They all scored that game against the Edmonton Oilers. So it, it's a, I think it's a lesson for the Oilers. It shows you that... Uh, just being a great team at one aspect doesn't get you where you want to be. You've got to be good in all aspects. And I think that's what we saw at Vegas. They aren't great at anything, but they're good at everything. Okay, I'm going to throw one more at you. Yep. And we talked about, we didn't talk about this after Sunday's game, but we did talk about this topic earlier in the hockey season, and that's the handshake. 
Well, we briefly talked about Leon's disinterested handshake with Petrangelo. The yep. U of A didn't refuse to shake hands with Prince Edward Island after beating them in the semifinal at the the U Sports uh, University Cup. Kelly Rudy was on this show last night, and he basically said he, he hated shaking hands. You do it out of tradition, but he said, I had nothing nice to say to anybody. Like, he goes, I, <laughs> you just... Now, it's tradition. I get sportsmanship. I, nobody in the NHL is going to try to hurt anybody or, or, or start a fight. Um, that I know a lot of fans are thinking, oh, Reed, it's blasphemy. You're even bringing this up. But, and I have had other ex-players say to me off the record, Rob, that, that they that they hated it and they would have sooner just skated off the ice. Well, all players would skate would prefer to skate off the ice. I've I've been on both sides of it. I've been on the series that have won. I've been on the teams that have lost. I remember when we won a, my one championship in the minors, I remember celebrating and looking over at the other team that was waiting to shake hands. And I organized my team right away, okay, out of respect, we got to shake their hands so they don't have to sit and watch us do this. Um, when you have situations in uh, series that are that cross the line at times, what we saw with Petrangelo and Leon, Leon doesn't want to f- go shake the hand, the guy that just two-handed him and tried hurting him in the playoffs. I mean, why am I going to say, hey, good game, buddy. Hope you, uh, hope you have a good summer when you tried breaking my wrist. So it is tough. I, I don't mind it at the end of a series. I hate it in minor hockey. Uh, when you have to go shake the other team's hand after every minor hockey game and shake the refs because you're asking for trouble. Right. But after a series in a professional atmosphere, I, I don't. I, I never minded it, but it was tough because there would be some guy on the other. For if I shook hands with 20 guys, there'd be 18 guys on the other team I'd have ultimate respect for, and I would have a nice word for them, and they'd have a nice word for me. But there was always one or two guys that I just want to punch them in the head. <laughs> And you really you do now for me I didn't because they punched me back and their punch would be way harder than mine. But there were guys on that other team that you did not like. You, you like seriously did not like, and you're like, why do I have to shake his hand? And he's got that smile on his face, and I want to rip that smile off his face. So yeah, well I mean it was a few years ago. It was Lucic with the, wasn't it the Montreal? Yeah, Canadian? yeah. Kelly brought that up. Yeah, he said something. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there's some bad blood. It's, I mean, so it is tough, but. Me personally, I keep it in there. I think they're also, if you ever hang out with hockey players, you'll. I, and I've played with guys. They will. Two guys will fight in a game. They'll fight two times. They'll be jawing the whole game, and then you go to the pub afterwards, and those two guys are sharing a beer. And I think that's the one great thing about hockey, is you're a brotherhood, and there's this uh, unspoken respect for each other that we can leave it on the ice and we can go be friends after. So a lot of like, a lot like rugby. You ever see rugby players? They just try yeah, to kill each other. Yeah, that's a good other. point. Then they're all out there drinking together. I'm like, seriously, not only drinking, they're all naked in a bar together on top of the bar dancing. So it's like, wait a second. But I do, I honestly, I do like the tradition, even though sometimes there's, it's really hard shaking some guys' hands. Rob, thanks for hopping on. Uh, we'll bring you on during the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I, I do appreciate the bonuses, bonus appearances. And, hey, just to let you know, you're leaving at 7.52 tonight, which is a little earlier than uh, the nights we had in the playoffs. <laughs> well, we hadn't even started the games yeah. in the playoffs. i got to talk to John Shannon and get the NHL to fix that for you and I next year. Thank you so much, Rob. Cheers. Rob Brown, Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad. <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Yankees beat the Blue Jays 4-2. 
NHL, Florida leading Carolina 2-1 after two. Halftime game two of the NBA West Finals, Lakers leading Denver 53-48. Okay, thanks for joining us tonight. Dave Campbell's going to be in for me tomorrow. We'll have uh, my full interview with Joe Aginla, Jerome's son, who was recently drafted by the Oil Kings, and Dave will get you ready for that preseason game on Monday. Elks at Stampeders, Monday afternoon, countdown to kickoff at 12.30 with Brendan Escott, and then the game at 2. We'll have a best-of edition of Inside Sports on Monday, so I'll be with you again live on uh, Tuesday, but uh, feel free to join Dave tomorrow night. He's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.